This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hi everybody, welcome back to the Gallagher Shots YouTube channel and welcome back to another match preview. Uh, this week we're going to be taking a look towards the Sunday kickoff away at St Mary's where we will be playing Southampton. Uh, we're coming off a nice a nice 4-0 win uh, over Aston Villa. Confidence is going to be sky high, so I'm pretty certain this will be a nice little discussion. I'm Scott I am your host, as always, for these. And this week, I'm joined by Ian, Daryl, and Joe. Uh, Ian, we'll come to you first, mate. Nice shirt. And how are you doing? Thank you very much. Um, yeah, I have recovered. Wait, but probably about 90% recovered from COVID. Um, worst week of my life last week. So missed a couple of the previews and then obviously wasn't available to do an extra time. But um, Saturday cushioned the blow very nicely um so yeah i'm i'm all good i bet it did i bet it did and it's still 10 to 4 in your household as it always <laughs> <laughs> uh daryl are you dry yet from the tottenham game or are you uh you're still a bit damp in places That's well i got i got anyway. i got uh i got drenched again this afternoon taking the dog out for a walk when the, the heavy rain sweeps through the area so uh but yeah i'm i'm fully dry from tottenham anyway um but yeah, just and also just getting over the the gutting fact that I missed the lads travelling to London on the train over the weekend and on Monday. So we're getting there. You've you've not mentioned that once in the group, Daryl. Oh no, not at all. <laughs> no, no. Uh, Joe, good to have you back, mate. How are you this evening? Thank you very much. Yeah, doing great. Cheers. Thanks for having me back on. And how are you? How are you tonight? Um, I cannot complain. Uh, things are going well. I've got my new shirt on. It's looking good without uh, the light shining on it. So, yes, it's pretty decent. Not not too bad. Um, before we get started, um, as always, every single week, the match previews are sponsored by Magpin. Magpin are the go-to site for high-quality, unofficial, 
enamel pin badges of Newcastle players, legends, retro kits, and they're also doing those awesome little postcards that you can get delivered. Uh, like I said, I think it's Miggy month, so you'll get a few Miggy postcards if you sign up for those. Uh, they'll usually put on Twitter when they go up on sale because they uh, they kind of flash sale them. They're quite, uh, quite hard to get from what I understand. If you want more information on Magpin, their website is magpinbadges.bigcartel.com. So as I mentioned at the start of the show, fresh off that 4-0 victory at St. James's Park, Newcastle will now be travelling down to St. Mary's where we play Southampton in a 2pm Super Sunday kickoff. Uh, Southampton, they've been a bit hot and cold. They started quite well and then it was almost like the postponed round of games threw them a little bit and they've, they've went on a bit of a bad run. Only three wins this season, three draws and seven defeats. Um Minus nine goal difference, 11-4 and 20 against. Um, Daryl, what are your confidence levels and early thoughts going into the Southampton game? Well, in terms of out, and like in terms of ourselves, I mean, confidence levels have got to really be sky high. You know, it's been some a really good week um, and a good few weeks in terms of performances, in terms of goals scored, in terms of the quality of the goals scored. Um, you know, we've had to ride a couple of difficult periods during those games as well, particularly uh, the first half on Saturday against Aston Villa, you know, the team came, they came up and they just made it really difficult for us in that first half and very much um, encouraged the game to be stop-start for that first half and then, you know, we got that break at the end of the first half with a penalty and then the, the second half was just an absolute tidal wave of attack and attack and attack from ourselves. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, I'm looking forward to the game. Um, I think to give you an early indication, I think we will take all three points. Um, but I, you know, we can we can all afford to look at this in terms of having a glass half or three quarters full, even um, such as the role that we're on at the minute. Yeah, it's a nice position to be in, isn't it? It's it's. I can't remember the last time the Newcastle fan you go into every single game and you think, yeah, we could probably get something from this. So actually, not even probably, we will get something from this, Ian. This is uncharted territory for Newcastle fans being so confident. Um, if there was a defeat on the cards, and I'm not saying there will be, would that make everything come crashing down with a huge almighty bang, or do we just dust ourselves off mm. and get on with it and look to the next one? Um, yeah, I think it's very much a case of just dust yourselves down. We've only lost once this season, um, and that was quite contentious anyways. Um a couple of the draws that we've had arguably could have been wins if you looked specifically at the, the Palace game uh, where the, the goal got ruled out. Um, but it's uh, I'm very similar to, to Daryl. It's a case of you kind of going into each game now expecting at least a point. Um, I think the lads touched on it. It might have been Monday, it might have been last Monday where they were saying sort of you, you couldn't imagine a, a role that we've been on. I think it's at the minute it's eight unbeaten. And we went on a very similar run last season, um, sort of after after New Year, where I think it ended up nine. Um, one of the games, obviously, was was Southampton um, with uh, Aldi's version of Jurgen Klopp complaining about the, <laughs> the signings being played. So, um, to be honest, again, it's it's a ground that it's it's been very hitty missy um, for, for Newcastle, um, but. I think you, you go down there full of confidence um, and uh, judging by sort of the, 
the stats and the, the performances and points that Southampton have had, you, you would expect to, to at least draw, but uh, probably more or less bring home the, the three points. Yeah, it'll be it'll be nice to see a, a nice another nice performance, and hopefully we can spread it over two halves. Um, which it, we seem to be kind of hot and cold for one half over another, and it hasn't done anything bad. But it'll be nice to see a, a full ninety minute performance or as close to it as we can get. Um, yeah, so last season during our kind of run, we did uh, we did beat Southampton, Bruno scoring that amazing back heel. Um, Joe, more from the same from Bruno for you for this one, do you think? Yeah, honestly, I was I was at uh, St Mary's uh, for that game, and honestly, it was absolute absolute pandemonium when that goal went in. Because actually, it was funny from my angle, I didn't see what had happened. I just saw the ball go through a load of bodies, hit the back of the net, and then all of a sudden Bruno just going off, and it was absolutely incredible. Um, you know, what, actually, last season I thought Southampton did were very they were very dangerous, and they. I would obviously think they, they did control a lot of the game. This time round, I think it's going to be the complete opposite. Uh, Southampton have only averaged something. It's something like 40% possession this season, and they've been very happy for other teams to have the ball. Obviously, that does help with our game plan. Um, obviously, we're used to, you know, I think we're something like fourth or fifth in the league for like possession. Uh, it's something really high up. And that will obviously help with our game plan. I think... What we just need to be wary of is that we don't leave too much space open at the back and give them the chance to counter. We saw against Arsenal, Southampton, they can't, yeah, okay, they conceded, you know, in the first half, but they did quite well. They they did weather, weather the storm. And then the second half, they obviously came out and were a hell of a lot more dangerous. We just need to be careful that we, you know, avoid the same trap that Arsenal fell in and that we... Um, you know, we keep our concentration for the ninety minutes. Like, you know, like uh, like we just said, keep that over two halves. But I'm I'm very confident going into it. Not quite as confident as the Villa game, but mm-hmm. you know, still still quite confident that we'll uh, we'll get the win here. Yeah, you, it's funny you mention that Southampton do seem at the moment to be very hard to break down. It's a lot of either one nil defeats or one all draws. Um, I think the only team who scored higher than that is Man City, who you know they score higher than that for everyone uh, even us they got three goals against us but we we managed to match them um they've got a few injuries and and two which really stand out in Livermento and Walker Peters who are their two right backs um so it looks like they're playing I think he's a new signing but there's a couple of youngins I would say youngins 22 23 uh, who are their right backs at the moment Ian is that an area of Southampton's game where we could look to exploit and do you think maybe that's been their downturn in form after the 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 this uh postponed games uh definitely i was looking as well i think uh, bella bella ketchup or something like that yeah <laughs> probably not <laughs> bella ketchup something like <laughs> um i think he's possibly i don't know if he's been ruled out or he's it's touch and go but him and um stuart armstrong as well yeah just checked before before I came on. They look to be possibly out. So um, I think with the threat, although it would, would have been ideal if it was their left back with with Miggy being in such form. Mm-hmm. But I think um, I think any basically any any player that's playing for Newcastle at the minute is is performing above and beyond what we would expect. I think Eddie Howe's got 
everyone um, singing from the same, same hymn sheet um, and you can get a tune out of anyone. So it obviously helps when you, your opposition does have injuries um, and there's disruption to the back four. But uh, I, I don't think it's gonna. I don't think it's gonna be uh, a blowout like some. I've seen some people saying. I think it will be again quite a cagey game. I think they, they will make it very hard. Like you said, the, the Ronnie Conceding's or the, the the odd goal, um, single goal. So I think it will be a case of trying to to, to break them down, um, which I think nowadays. I mean, teams you would the would set up against us previously and, and you would think like we've just got literally no idea of of how to play football. Um whereas I think now we're a little bit more uh a little more sort of schooled in, in how to break teams down. So um but yeah like like you say in, in terms of their defence, um it always helps when they've, they've got sort of key players like you say Kyle Walker Peters and, and Livermento the two sort of first choice right backs uh don't sort of hopefully only boards well with uh with um, getting a, a result. Yeah, it'll be it'll be it'll be nice to see what Eddie Howe does because obviously Joel Linton suspended for this one. Daryl, um, he picked up his fifth yellow card, so he won't be playing on the left. Um, is it a case of we play Jacob Murphy there, or is do you throw Saint Maximum in um, for that side? We'll we'll come to the full lineups a bit later on, but this position is quite a, quite a kind of an area I talk about with their with their uh, their injuries. Obviously, Murphy did very very well. When he came on against Villa, um, probably one of our best players on the pitch. Once he came on, um, but then Saint Maximum is all also um, probably now should be back to to full fitness or at least starting fitness. Um, what would you do? Well, you're you're quite right, Scott. And you know the absence of Joe Linton is going to be a main. It's probably the biggest concern I have going into the game is how we deal with Joe Linton not being there in the team, um, but. Again, you know, I think the, the inclusion of Joe Linton works better for Alan St. Maximum than it does for your Jacob Murphy. So without Joe Linton there, I think Eddie may be a little bit reluctant to just throw St. Maximum straight in there um, on Sunday. And I think he probably will pick Jacob Murphy ahead of him just on the sole fact that he hasn't got Joe Linton there to cover St. Maximum defensively on that side of the pitch. Um it doesn't mean that we probably won't see him like we did against Aston Villa and you might come on and make a cameo towards the end and just gear him up for for the next week ahead because we've got two big games again. We've got the League Cup game next week and then we've got the Chelsea game before we break up for the World Cup. Um, so I think he probably will pick Murphy to, to play on that left wing and, and, and maybe keep that same midfield. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll get to, uh, like I said, the lineups a bit later on. Um Obviously, if St. Maxim does come on, well, hopefully, for Mark's sake, he gets more than four minutes um, because uh, that was a talking point on Monday. Um, I actually personally think he'll probably get a good 15, 20-minute run out. And if the game's going against or it's nil-nil and we just kind of break them down, he might even get longer. Um, but I, I agree. I think he'll probably start with Jacob Murphy just based on his performances of late. I know, Ian, you and I aren't the, the biggest Murphy fans. Uh, we've We've... Week on week, uh, <laughs> talked him down on extra time. Um, but it seems to be his turn to be getting the Eddie Howe treatment and it seems to be paying up dividends. Um, Joe, I'll come to you. Some of the players that are fit for Southampton, coming coming back to them just for a little bit before we move on to Newcastle. Obviously, we've got yeah. Shea Adams, who was their leading goal scorer of five, who's always dangerous. Um, Adam Armstrong, we all know about him and what he's capable of. 
And there's also a few of those, Maitland Niles, who's on loan from Arsenal, Ward Prowess, uh, who is their obviously free kick specialist. And also a player who I think doesn't really have much of the limelight at Southampton, but Redmond is always a player. When I see him play, I always think he's he's decent him. He's he's got something about him. Um do any of those names, you know, send a shiver down your spine, cause you any worry? Um obviously I, I would say Ward Prowess personally, but what about you, Joe? Yeah, I mean Ward Prowess is the obvious answer. You give that lad a, a dead ball anywhere in the 35 yards and you're always asking for trouble, aren't you? Um but it's a tough one because I think what we've seen is that our defence, we tend to deal with um, a multitude of different kinds of strikers. And I know that Southampton like to play with two up front. And what, at least what I think that what that does is it, um, if we manage to keep quite a high line, we could, you know, isolate those strikers and, you know, avoid, you know, many chances getting created. Honestly, um, from what I've seen of Southampton, I, I was actually quite worried about Stuart Armstrong. Um, but if if he is if he is out for for, the, for this weekend, that is, I think that's a you know massive blow for Southampton because he seems to be one of the, one of the few players that has, can still grab the game by the scruff of the neck and you know create something out of nothing. Um, yeah, it's difficult. From I mean, looking at the past lineups um, from this season, they've. They've kind of tended to go with the same sort of back four, but they have experimented a little bit with their strikers. Sometimes having you know one up front, sometimes having two. And mm. um, I think I don't know if it's just injuries, but maybe they just haven't quite found out, found out what clicks yet. So I I'm not overly worried about any one particular player outside of probably Ward Prowse for the reasons I've stated. Um, yeah, I just I just think we'll be too good for them to be honest. Um, like I say, Armstrong was the only one that I was. Uh, overly worried about but if he's out great for us yeah i think on the um on the site i used to check the uh injuries he's a 50 50 uh same with right. uh old uh bella ketchup as uh as ian called him before he's, he's 50 50. <laughs> i think hasselhutl said in the last preview before the last weekend that he's back in training and he could feature against newcastle so i think would probably won't see him start probably see him coming off the bench Again, we don't know. Uh, we don't know how they're set up. Um, we'll move on to Newcastle. We've already discussed, obviously, Joel Linton being suspended. Um, injury list hasn't really changed much apart from that. Carl Darlow seems to be back in training. He's, he was in the photos at the Newcastle uh, social media team released today. Um, obviously, we're not expecting him to then just come straight back in. I obviously think Nick Pope will, will keep his place. Um, but one person who's no longer on that injury list is, is a one John Joe Shelby. He got some more minutes at the weekend, and it was really good to see. Um, he's looking really lean, as uh, as Decker keeps referring to. He's, he seems to really, uh, really lost a bit of timber over the over the summer, and he's kept it off with the injury, which could have went two ways, uh, you know, one way or the other. Um, with Joe Linton being out, uh, Ian, does John Joe? just slot straight into that centre of midfield or do you keep your three of Willick, Longstaff and Bruno? I think if you if you look at it, and again, I always say this is why I'm not a Premier League football manager, you would look arguably Shelby's probably a better quality of, of midfielder than uh, Longstaff. Um, maybe he's not Willick. I think Willick's got the, the legs to get up and down and he does a little bit of a different job. But 
the way Eddie Howe seems to play is if if you're performing, um, you you keep your place. And I think, although I'm I'm not a, a huge lover of, of long stuff, I think um, I think he, he was very very, I'd say maybe he's be even below average type of midfielder. I think he's up. He's had a, a really good upturn in form. I think against um, against Villa, yeah, I thought he was absolutely terrific. So I think in in terms of how Eddie Howell's set up, I genuinely, other than the Joe Linton um, with with him being suspended, I think he'll keep literally everything the same. Um, so that would be the midfield of Bruno, uh, Longstaff, and Willock. I do genuinely believe, even with um, Joe Linton and Bruno and, and Willock, basically, if everyone's fit, I do think we do look a little bit more balanced with Longstaff in the middle. Um, so, and again, like I say, he's, he's, he, well, um, he's trying things that he, he wouldn't have necessarily tried or even attempted. Yeah, I thought, I think he always, the sort of downside of him, he, he always does look slow on the ball, but I think he's got that little bit of extra confidence now. Obviously, he tried that 40, 50 yard attempt, uh, try to catch, I think it was Martinez was in goal at the time, try to catch him out, but. He, he was breaking up play very well. He was bringing other players in, in as well. So I think it would be harsh on, on anyone to, to drop out the side if it's not enforced. So, and again, like I say, I think the way how 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 plays it is if, if you perform and you, you keep your, you keep your place. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think maybe it is still a bit too soon to expect John Joe to play either a full 90 minutes or even 70. So, just like St. Maximum would probably see him come on in the second half. And again, probably only if it's an emergency. I know Eddie Howe said that in the past about John Joe bringing him back. He'll only be used if it's absolutely necessary. Or kind of like against Villa, the game was already won and there wasn't much going on. So he thought, well, get some minutes in your legs and, and get you on the pitch. It doesn't seem to be going either way here. So uh, we'll uh, we'll bring up, we'll change, make a few changes. Um yeah, we'll, we'll come to the lineup now. Obviously, I think we've, we're pretty much all in agreement that the only real change is the one that's being forced upon us, and that's Joel Linton um, for probably Murphy, like we've we've, we've discussed with Daryl. Um, I would also question on the left back situation um, because Dan Byrne, although he's done very very well, he was quite reliant on Joel Linton. Uh, against Villa and against Spurs to give him that, that bit of extra cover when he when he was kind of either caught off the ball or he was caught upfield uh, every now and again. Um, is it maybe his time, Daryl, for for a change at, at right back? At, sorry, at left back, uh, and we'll give Target his uh, his his position back. Um, again, you know, it's it's down to to the personnel available, and it's very very hard to argue. That you need to change that entire, like including Nick Pope in this. If you include it as a five, it's very hard to argue a case that you need to make a change to that back five, um, considering just how solid it's been, like throughout the season. I think the inclusion of Target would have hinged again on the availability of Joe Linton and St Maximum, because much like your triangle of um, Trippier, Bruno, and Miggy on the right hand side, it's Target, Joe Linton, and St Maximum on the other side. With you know the back end of last season, um, that was the the key relationship in the team on that side of the pitch. So for me, it would be the same back five. Um, and again, because I think 
because you would have it's basically down to the relationship between those those players on that side of the pitch. And Byrne would complement Murphy quite well and, and vice versa. And you know, there's that little triangle there that's now forming with Joe Willock on that side of the midfield. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um I you know, I'm I'm not I'm not trying to say that uh, Dan Byrne has been bad in any sense to the imagination, but it's just, you know, with the new personnel in front of him, maybe there's there'll be something else that can happen. We all know Jacob Murphy isn't the best at getting back and, and putting a tackle in. Oh, well, sorry, he, he can get back, but putting the tackle in, he always seems to kind of pull out um, or doesn't go for the challenge. Um, Joe, what are your thoughts on that left side? Consistency is absolutely key with Eddie Howe. I said it last week and I'll say it again this week. I think he's really developed a fantastic relationship with that back five, hasn't he? Um, And I think to disrupt it now for the sake of change, um, for for change's sake, is is not something... It would be very uncharacteristic of Eddie to do that. Um, Especially when you've got the cup game coming up. Uh, No doubt, I think Target will get his game in the cup and we'll see more minutes for the likes of um saint and shelby in, in in the cup i think that's a fantastic game to get them back up to speed before the um before the world cup comes around uh but yeah um no dan burns done a fantastic job absolutely fantastic job he's and like you say he's developing that relationship with with the forwards as well um so no i i see him keeping his place done nothing wrong um and like i say uh He's, uh, you know, Eddie Howe just wants to wants to keep that consistency and keep that relationship going. So, to disrupt it now, uh, I I just can't see any particular reason why he would do that. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, just touching back on obviously John Joe Shelby for a minute, Ian. We used to really rely on his Hollywood passing and his, you know, his his ability to get the ball upfield. Um, however, with Sven Botman and Fabian Scher in those two centre back roles. Do we need those passes anymore? I mean, the ball that Cher played for Joel Linton on Saturday was uh, unworldly, and Botman just seems to be able to put the ball wherever he wants, no matter what pressure is on him. Um, even with a man coming up behind him pretty quickly, like was happening at the weekend, he just like he wasn't even there. Just played a lovely ball upfield and pinpoint accuracy. I think is the is the phrase I'll use for that one. So. We might not miss John Joe for that side of it, but the two centre backs seem to be filling that position in quite nicely with their their passing. Yeah, um, obviously one of the things that I, that Shelby sort of is is known for is is, is his passing. He almost, in in terms of like American football, he would, he would be like a quarterback. He hit the ball would go to him. He would dictate where it would go. Um, and I found that when Shelby was doing that, he was lying very deep um, in to do that, but having two really, really good passes of the ball in your centre-halves just eradicates that completely. So it gives you almost an extra man. Obviously, I know it doesn't because he's still got 11 men, but um, it gives you that that sort of extra man in midfield where you're not having to rely on your midfield to, to dictate where the ball's going. Um, so, yeah, the, the passing from your, your centre-halves is, is absolute key. Um, spraying balls 40, 50 yards. Even like you say, under pressure, the, the play very, very intricate passes as well. Um, very rarely get caught out. The only thing that I think, just touching on the back four, back five, and I, I again, this is just sort of speculation. I'm fairly certain Shaw is one yellow card away from a suspension as well. The only slight change that I think 
Hal might keep in mind is he'd probably want Shaw kept for Chelsea. So that made again, I don't think it will. I think you'll probably keep the, the same back four, back five. But uh, you, in terms of Shaw with, with a potential suspension coming up, um, although he would. If, he would miss the, the League Cup game, wouldn't he? Rather yeah, he would. Yeah, game. I think so. But yeah, yeah we'll cover that. You know what it is? Just completely ignore what I was about to say. So <laughs> it does not matter. And this is why I'm not a Premier League football manager. Yes. So can all. I just make can I make a point as well on um, on the on the long balls? We're not really that team anymore, are we? That relies yeah. on those long balls. Back when Shelby first came under Rafa, we was so reliant on, on on the balls that he would produce to get us up the pitch because we were so obviously isolated in that midfield. Yeah, okay, we, we can still ping them, you know, now and again. And, and we have the likes of Botman and Shaw to, to do that. Um, but the control that we now have in midfield, especially in those tight positions, is unlike anything that we've seen in absolutely years. And it's um, it, it's good because, you know, it gives us that luxury um, of sort of pinging those those long balls when necessary, but we don't yeah. we don't need to rely on them. Um, with Shelby, though, I mean, what I do, him and Shel, sorry, him and uh, Bruno are probably the two players in the entire squad that I trust completely uh, with the ball that they will do the right thing, um, especially in sort of like tight areas. So you know, Shelby does offer a lot when it goes to long balls, but his um, his decision making, I think, is, is is one of the best in the squad. So, seeing him and Bruno together with um, with that combination, I would I would really like to see that. I think we will see that later on in the season. Um, but yeah, no, I just wanted to make that point that yeah, no, we're quite fortunate. We don't need to rely on those anymore. Yeah, and and to go back to what Ian said, it doesn't necessarily give you an extra man, like you said, but it does give you an extra target to hit because you're mm. not you haven't got that that defender. Playing the ball, he'll be further up field. So where the long ball was maybe is always the option, there's an extra man who's maybe 10, 15 yards away who you can short pass it to, which you know is a win-win for everyone. Um, we'll come on to our predictions. Um, I'll come back to you, Ian, for your prediction first. And have you spoke to Joey? Does he have one for this uh, week? So I haven't spoken to him yet. He is... Is he back at school this week? Yeah, he's back at school this week. I get him on Friday, so I uh, haven't got him. If you care, um, Sophie's give us her prediction in the, the absence of Joey's prediction. So she is going for a 3-1 win. She actually went 2-1 uh, against Spurs, and I said, nah, I think I genuinely think we'll get absolutely pumped. Um, and she had a go at us because she's she seen that in a dream. Um, didn't put it on. <laughs> she would. She would have. She would have won a, a little bit of money. But she's went three one. I'm gonna go with a two 0 win. I think. Again, I think we're just def- so defensively sound at the minute. Um, Southampton aren't a team that score a lot of goals. Um, I think we'll just we'll have too much and and outclass them another another three points and another clean sheet. Was the um the three one a dream as well? Because if, if it is and that one comes true as well, we might have to to get her tested for for. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm gonna say no. I think it's just a an England has. 
No worries. And I don't know if psychism is a word, but uh, I couldn't think of the other word for it, so I just made it up on the spot. Um, Daryl, mate, I'll come to you for your predictions and I'll not make up any more words. <laughs> well, you know, like like Joe, I was there last season. Um, had a very similar view for the, the goal as well with Bruno's back here. We didn't have a clue what would happen until we got back to the hotel and, and managed to see the highlights. Um, but I'm actually going to go with the same scoreline as what we got down there last season. I just think... You know, having seen that Southampton performance against Arsenal that we talked about before, they're just capable of pulling something out of the bag with one move. And, you know, as solid as we are, it cannot help but wonder that if it'll only take one little play that they can pull together to, to get a goal. So I'll, I'll go with another 2-1 and I'm also going to bag Bruno to get another goal down at St Mary's. Another back heel? I wouldn't say no. Imagine, say imagine, no. imagine that. Oh, imagine God. if he's got the same ball. One for the past him. We've got Miggy doing it every week, and then Bruno doing it once a season. I mean, that'll, that'll take that. Like, absolutely. I'll take that. Uh, I'll Joe, take mate, that. your uh, your prediction. Yeah, well, I was originally thinking two nil. I think we will keep, keep another clean sheet. They've only scored like eleven goals this season, similar to Villa. Um, and you know, with the injuries that they've got, I just, I, I just can't see them doing too much famous last words i know um i said 2-0 last week and i completely underestimated wilson um so i'm gonna go for 3-0 and wilson is gonna cement his place in the england setup by getting another gorgeous goal so 3-0 wilson not a hard trick although i would take that as well <laughs> but he's definitely yeah, get one me too my fpl would certainly take a wilson hat trick oh, yeah, I've, got, I've got him in now i've got him in now <laughs> Um, um, I, I don't think we'll score many, um, but I, I again don't think Southampton will score any. I'm going to go for a one-nil uh, victory. Um, I think it'll come relatively early, maybe it's half an hour mark, something like that, and then the second half is going to be horrible um, to watch from our side. But I think we'll be controlling the game. I don't think it'll be all Southampton. Uh, but yeah, I'll go for a one-nil. And, and I mean, how can you not back Miggy Almiron to score these days? So I'll go for Miggy Almiron top left corner as he's done to make it number seven for the goal of the season contender. Um, hopefully, he can fill all ten spots by the end of the season, and it'll just be the Miggy Almiron uh, goal of the season, and forevermore it'll be called the Miggy <laughs> Almiron goal of the season. Um, but we'll see what happens. But yeah, I'll go for a one nil, a one nil victory. Um, awesome. Does anybody? have anything they want to add before we wrap things up tonight we're absolutely uh, mint oh we are like we're yeah. class. we are class <laughs> like i think is right i think we're it's a weird stage in the season where we have done so well that i'm just so worried about getting cocky and overconfident and then it's gonna <laughs> yeah. bite us in the arse but you know what if we can't do it now then when when can we so like yeah. just i think we've just got to enjoy it um, when we're top, that's when we can do it. <laughs> yeah, at, at the end of the season. At the end of the season. Absolutely. Uh, if you do like this content, be sure to scroll down from this video and hit the little like button. Uh, it really helps get this into other Newcastle United fans' feeds, and it feeds that YouTube algorithm. And if you want to see more from us, you can hit the subscribe button, and we'll appear in your feed, as well as all the other videos that we uh, release throughout the weeks. Uh, also in your YouTube timeline. Time timeline. It's not a timeline. Um, <laughs> if you want to go that extra mile, we do have a membership program. It's two ninety nine a month, and that gets you access to all these videos, early access stuff like uh, these previews, the FPL show, um, and if Matty gets a Beyond the Lines out, we'll also have one of those. Um, but it also gives you access to the Telegram group, which uh, on match days is an absolute 
hotbed to be in in terms of people reviewing games, people posting the videos of the goals, everything like that. It all happens in there. So uh, two ninety nine a month gets you access to all of that, and you also get a chance to be in one of these videos. But that's it from us. We will see you in the next one. Uh, thanks to Daryl. Thanks to Joe. Thanks to Ian. Uh, yeah. Hopefully we'll go into this on a ninth game, a ninth victory, and we'll see you next week for the Palace and the Chelsea previews. Uh, there'll be one early week and then one uh, later on in the week for Chelsea. Uh, but hopefully we're also in the uh, the fourth round of the Caribou Cup uh, after a victory at Palace. But we'll see you then, and there'll also be other videos throughout the week as well. Um, but thanks for watching, and we'll see you later. Cheers, Come on, Eddie Howe's top four marks. Get in there. Oh, well. Sports Social Podcast Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.